Okay, what's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of Energized. Roscoe, we're back, man. This is like the build-up for the build-up, if that makes sense. Like, not this weekend, but next weekend is Fight Island, and we're here to bring you all the latest combat sports news, as we always do. But, Barry, is the excitement building for it, or what? I'll tell you why, Ross. I'll tell you why. Because last night, someone broke into my house, and I was like... What the fuck is going on here? But then... Oh, they didn't know you watched UFC. They didn't know I watched the UFC and the Bellator and the Cage Warriors and the boxing. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then um, it's got me more excited now for Mixed Martial Arts coming back. But uh, being seriously, like, um, yeah, that was crazy. And uh, for people that, like, live with families or friends or whatever, make sure all your shit is locked. And uh, yeah. you're safe and healthy, and so is your family, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. We are, yeah. It was just a bit like I was in bed, <laughs> and I was like, What's going on here? But like, just people who are at home, like, make sure everything's locked because you could be like, Oh, that's never gonna happen to me, but uh, it can happen to you. You know what? I'm not, I'm not even messing right. If you were like a YouTube vlogger, I could see you like with a thumbnail of like sitting in your porch with your hands over your face, like this, being like. I got robbed. They you stole, know what I mean? They, yeah, yeah. they stole the cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I, got, I see the thumbnail now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get that out of the way. That's why if, if anyone's watching this or listening to this today, Baz, it seems like he's absolutely buzzing. That's the thing. But uh, the show must go on, Ross. You know what I mean? We're here, to, we're here to bring the noise and the crack. But uh, yeah, basically the thumbnail is got to do with countdown to UFC Fight Island, Ross. Because next weekend it is UFC 251, and it's going to be one of the best cards, the most anticipated best cards to look forward to in a long time. Although UFC haven't banging out good cards, but like we're going to talk about Fight Island, Ross, right? Um, there was rumors this was going to be like everywhere. It was going to be in, maybe in Saudi Ireland or like uh, <laughs> there was talks of Russia as well. But uh, Ross Dana White has released some pictures now. Yaz Beach. Is where it's all going to go down. People, yeah, but you really see the way that photo is like on the beach, right? I think that's like a promo thing. I think like they're going to fight in one of those arenas that's already built. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing, Ross. That's why people are clicking on this to find out what's the story. You know, what I mean, like this. Is yeah, but I, I think because they sold the idea of Fight Island, they almost have to have an octagon on the island. And I think Dana White like sort of was like, "We're going to have Fight Island, guys. Get ready." And then everyone went, oh, fights on the beach. And then he was like, yeah, fights on the beach. And then he was like, <laughs> we can't actually do fights on the beach. But there'll be an octagon on the beach. And there is an octagon on the beach. You're drinking the water and the sand in it. <laughs> you know what, actually? They're going to do their open workouts in that octagon for like the media days. And it'll look class. Well, that's the thing, right? We may as well start off with that. Okay, no. When, when do you when do you expect fighters to to, to arrive in? Because obviously UC two fifty one's on next Saturday. Today's Wednesday. I don't think we're arriving like, in any day today. Like, you know yeah, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Because like we do intend on having some of the fighters that are going to be fighting on all the cards on the show, and uh, you you want to sort of ask them what fight island is like rather than what do they think it's going to be like. So that's this show is getting yeah. that out of the way. What we think it's going to be, and um, yeah. So yeah, because Darren Till, I saw him doing a few interviews, and by the way, he's hilarious. Um, he was saying that he wants to go to Dubai first and then go to Yaz Island just to climatize. So, um, yeah, there will be a bit of that because a lot of people, especially who lived in the UK, like uh, Chris Fishgold, um, Meatball Mullingham, like Liverpool is not the same as Abu Dhabi in terms of uh, climate. And, <laughs> there's like, meant, there's like, meant to be a heat wave though over in England right now, is there? 
Yeah. Well, I, I think just like the dryness of the air. Like, do you remember when uh, Cain Velasquez fought for Rito Verdum in Mexico? Yeah. And like, it's just like the air is that much thinner. And, you know, you want to have your cardio running shoes on. Yeah. Okay, so we expect them to go there at least at least a week in advance. I yeah. some fighters are going to get better treatment than others. And also with all the testing, I, I assume that you have to, you know, be there earlier than later. Yeah, and are you expecting them all to be in the same sort of hotel or? Well, I think they have like a ten mile radius of area that they've sort of captured the UFC have, and I think there's a hotel like dedicated to all the fighters. So I'm sure, like you know, your Kamara Usman, Gilbert Burns. Uh, Volkanovski and Holloway like probably have a suite and then as you move lower down the cart you're probably just in a regular hotel room what about Bruce Buffer he has his own house <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wish he did vlogs or something it'd be cool to see his sort of behind the scenes stuff oh, I'm almost uh, surprised Joe Rogan didn't go to Fight Island because I think he's just more he likes to see how stuff is done if you know what I mean He's like he's interested by it. He's intrigued. Yeah, I don't think he was shy about actually calling the fights. I think he just wants to see how it was done. Yeah, is he one hundred percent not going? Yeah, I don't think so because he doesn't do any of the international pay per views. But this is like a big one. Well, who knows? Anyone might be like, right? You can come out on the UFC jet, and we'll fly you home on the UFC jet. And I'm sure there's some. There could be some interesting guests you could get on the podcast mm. there as well. Yeah, true. He could do podcasts from out there. He'd have to fight a young Jamie with him. <laughs> oh my god! What do you make of Joe Rogan these days? He enjoying his content ever since he's a yeah. But Spotify? I still haven't seen him come out and say anything about Chris Lee, which I think is very very strange. Yeah, we never we haven't brought that up either. No, um, but in fairness, what like I don't think we ever like we're not Chris Lee fanboys either. Like we never really discuss him. But that's like, the thing. I never like I know this is that easy to say once you. Uh, when something massive like this comes out, obviously he's been accused of uh, soliciting underage girls. Mm. I think it's the correct term. But um, I, I, anytime I watch this stuff, I just found it a bit weird and a bit odd. And it, it was like, it's, it's sort of weird and odd the same way as Tia Vaughn is, but you can, Tia Vaughn almost comes across as if he has a kinder heart. Yeah, I, I, I do agree. I think Tia Vaughn seems like he's actually a nice guy. Yeah. And Chris Lee, it seems like he's quite seedy. Yeah, like that whole like sort of like unshaved long hair look like he looks like he might not share for two days as opposed to uh, <laughs> Theo Vaughn has like he looks like he has a clean mullet <laughs> oh my god okay I'll give you a second true story true story if you what's called if you think Chris Lee has a chair for two days from time to time make sure to leave a comment down below <laughs> for some reason I actually think that uh, Theo Vaughn looks like he you'd go longer without a chair if they did a a shower off. A shower off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I actually think Theo Vaughn went down to uh, Vegas to uh, see Dustin Poirier. And I think he actually got it in. Yeah, you know I saw that? that as well, yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. I didn't realise they were so tight. Yeah. It, He's a legend, by the way, Dustin Poirier. Dustin Poirier is. <clears throat> He's a cool guy. I saw he was doing stuff in the build-up to his fights. He's been doing a lot of stuff in the background. Just cool to see. Uh, Ross, like another quick question, just just touching on Joe, <coughs> Joe Rogan, because we're not sure if he's going to go or not. But obviously, he was he mentioned that he's gone. Well, he's everyone knows he's gone to Spotify, and uh, Spotify have been onto him, and they're like, "Who's your first guest going to be? Who do you think is the best person for him to kick off 
his journey on Spotify. I don't know, maybe like Barack Obama or something. I feel like that, like, I'd be interested to see him talk about, like, being the prez, you know? And then, like, yeah. I'd be interested to see what he'd have to say about Donald Trump. Jesus, yeah. Like, that's a that's a curveball there. I didn't, I wasn't expecting that. Well, I, I think I, I've done this before. I've been like, oh, name three guests you'd like to see uh, him have on. I'm like, oh, I'd definitely like to see him. Maybe uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. That could be killed as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of people he hasn't had on before who I'm like, that will be killed. Obviously, there's like the elusive Kanye West interview that like yeah. supposed to have been happening like seven or eight times as well. Yeah, you see, he was meant to be going on tour with Dave Chappelle as well. And people were asking, was he going to get on? So that was just a, that was one that was in my mind. But uh, those three are pretty good. Obviously, I, I feel Palmer, like he was asked about Chappelle before. And Chappelle, he was like, he was, uh, he was like, Chappelle doesn't really like to do podcasts or anything like that. Crack. He, he, I think he was basically saying, Chappelle can do whatever he wants. He doesn't need anyone. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what I mean. It would be massive if they went into detail about how he turned down 50 million and moved to Africa. But now he's back and I think he got like, 60 or 70 or 80 million off Netflix to do a special so it's mm-hmm. it's a mad world but uh, yeah Ross Yaz Island like what, what, what are you most looking forward to with this all going down like is it going to be like the countdown videos is it going to be the embedded like, oh, well, I, I think I'm looking forward to seeing the first event more than anything like UFC 251 is absolutely massive yeah. and there's three really intriguing fights uh, at the top of the bill and I'm also looking to, I'm excited to see the arena. I'm excited to see, will there be any fans in the, in the arena? Because, uh, like, those sh- sh- shakes or sheiks or whatever they want to say, have paid so much money to get the UFC over here. And I'm interested to be like, are there going to be some fans there? You know, what way are the fights going to play out? And what way is the arena going to look? Yeah. And do you, do you expect them just to build the arena and leave it there? Or do you think they're just going to build it and then knock it down? Well, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure where they're actually fighting because, like, there's that Ferrari dome there. Have you seen that before? And I'm pretty sure UFC 112 was in that Ferrari dome. So I don't know whether UFC is going to fight in there, like the build arena, or whether they're actually building an arena for UFC. Because it, to me, it doesn't make sense to build an arena on a small island that already has an arena. I get you. I get you. That wasn't built that long ago. It was built in the last 10 years. Maybe they just keep the foundations and then just get rid of the stuff inside. But it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they do have an audience there as well, because it's going to be it's going it's just going to be so interesting. It's going to be something new. Uh, some of the fighters have given out about the way the octagons are smaller, and other people like them being smaller, like fans. Uh, what are you are you expecting a back to a, a normal full sized octagon? I'm pretty sure Dana White announced that's going to be the big octagon. And what, uh, what do you prefer from watching it in the apex? Um, you know, it's actually it's actually different. Different strokes for different folks. Obviously, the higher finish rate in the smaller octagon, smaller space, uh, you know, for people to get away. But someone like um, Sean O'Malley, you know, I mean, you give him that bit of extra space to flow around, it's better. Uh, it really favors the grapplers, the smaller octagon, because, you know, it makes, it cuts off a lot more angles. Someone like Dominic Cruz wouldn't like a smaller octagon because yeah. he's, he's more elusive. I think I prefer the bigger octagon. I think it's better if you have more space to work. Um, but then again, 
it is what it is. You know what I mean? You have to trick it in and get the job done. It's not like the smaller octagon is like an absolutely tiny surface, but there is a massive disparity between each space. Like thirty foot and twenty five foot. Like there's a solid five foot in difference, but it's five foot the whole way around. Yeah, man. So, <clears throat> like I, I, you, you did bring up Sean O'Malley. That's something I was going to mention. I don't know what I really like, but it, it, it they're engaged a lot quicker, you know. So like you wouldn't really have uh, Nganu, um by anyone because he'll decapitate them. No, no. Because remember he fought. He, sorry, uh, I'm just trying to look at some of the cards here on the screen. But uh, and get, remember Nganu fought uh, Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis, and they, they were so far away for the whole time. If they had to engage, like, <laughs> if, if something bigger and better would have, there would have been a better highlight rather than them running around the octagon. But some of the fights, some of the events that are going to be happening is obviously UC two fifty one being headlined by Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns for the welterweight title. Uh, that's going to be on a Saturday. Then on the Wednesday, it's going to be Calvin Catter versus is it Danny Ike? Yeah, yeah. Then uh, I think it's actually Ige. Ige. Uh I think that's I think that's actually like as much as a much, if you know what I mean, wherever you're from. Uh Figueroa versus Benavidez for the vacant flyweight title. That's gonna be on the Saturday, then if they the make way Saturday, if they make way. <laughs> then the following Saturday, Whitaker versus Till. And then um Then you're back to the Apex thing for Holly Home. Yeah, then you're back to the Apex. But um what happens if like they're like Dana's really enjoying it there? Obviously, America's having these problems, like more and more problems with the coronavirus. Do you think Dana would be mm. like, here, do you know what? Just keep pulling them out, lads. Because where? Yeah, where's I wouldn't Miocic? be. I wouldn't be. Because so, sorry, Ross, where's Miocic versus Cormier meant to be held at UC two fifty two? Uh, they're holding off on that because they're waiting to see if they can get an arena with some fans or not. And where would Daniel Dana Cormier is... be during all these huh? fights? Where would Daniel Cormier be during all these fights? Uh, well, Daniel Cormier is at home. He's actually built a training facility in his house. Oh, like on the wall, commentating. Yeah. No, no, no. I think Bisbing sort of stepped into those shoes at the moment. Right. So it's sort of, I think it's Dominic Cruz, John Anik, and Michael Bisbing seem to be doing the the commentary for UFC these days. Um, what do you make of that team? Do you like it? I do like it. I think I, I actually think Bisbing's like very real when he's doing his commentary, which he's I, 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 I do like. He is. He is. And like, I don't think anyone gives a better insight into a fighter's perspective than Don McCruz does. And then John Anik is like just there to say, this fight is brought to you by Modelo Beer. Drink yours now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, it's, I'm really looking forward to this. Like, obviously, we're, we, we're going to have some more guests on and we're going to discuss it. And then Ian Gary said, you come on again and do a 251 countdown. Uh, like a preview show as well, which I'm looking forward to because um, it's just good. To, it's good to have it back. Yeah, well, we quickly discussed last week's fights. Yeah, uh, if you are new to the show, make sure to like and subscribe because uh, there are more shows coming very, very soon. Uh, Ross, we are going to just discuss the past weekend's UFC event. Dustin Poirier took on Dan Hooker in the lightweight division. Um, Ross, is there? Do you want to start with this, or yeah, here, do you know what? We should start with this fight, and then we should give honorable mentions throughout the card. That's probably the best way to do it, isn't it? Yeah, because there's no better place to go on this card than the main event. Because this was a four of the year contender. I was actually shocked that this one ended up going the distance. Dan Hooker was incredible in the first two rounds, and he threw the kitchen sink at Poirier. Both these guys have absolutely incredible chins. Hooker was throwing like he was swinging these punches from the hip 
and he was connecting with Poirier. And he was throwing these front teeps, but then Poirier was coming back with these body shots and these straights down the pipe. It was actually uh, such an exciting fight. And Hooker won the first two rounds, and then Poirier shown his championship material still came back and won the last three rounds. It was 2-2 going into the fifth, and Poirier was more so the Robbie Lawler to um, Hooker's Johnny Hendricks. It was incredible. It was a fight of the year. Kind of, kind of, what, did you think it was going to say Rory McDonald? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I didn't jump in there. Yeah, so, it, look, Dustin Poirier, what a guy. Um, First of all, perfect matchmaking. Yeah, oh, brilliant. I think it was rank three against rank number five. Uh, one thing that was discussed going into this fight was that apparently there's a curse. Anyone who ever beats Paul Felder loses their next fight. And Dan Hooker beat Paul Felder and lost his next fight. Yeah, but there, so, was, a, there was a rumor anytime Bruce Buffer announced you in and you give him the, the pump, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's so, there's so many different rumors, but uh, oh, what was it? You get, you get your hair cut on um, the countdown oh, and you've lost. That's one you noticed. Yeah, so, um, look, Justin Poirier, I feel like he's either going to fight Conor McGregor Sorry, is Justin Poirier going to have to fight next? Oh, sorry, Basmo. I thought we froze there for a sec. Uh, I think he's going to have to fight Tony Ferguson or Conor McGregor next. That's how I got him. And what, what do you think is more realistic? Because I saw the Mac Life were sharing pictures of Conor saying uh, there's nothing like a Conor McGregor weigh-in. Uh, they edited a picture of the WWE belt on him, all this sort of stuff. I actually think the Ferguson fight is more likely. Uh, Tony Ferguson, as much people like to you know hate on whatever, he actually did a Make-A-Wish thing this week and did an online Zoom training class with a fan for over an hour. So he gave a fan an, over an hour of his time. He, he is a nice guy, Tony Ferguson. You know I mean, he's just a bit wild and crazy. Yeah. Aren't we, aren't we all, man? But, uh... And then as for Dan Hooker. Yeah. I feel like he shouldn't really drop from the rankings after this fight. But I don't really know who he's supposed to fight next. Maybe like a rematch with Paul Felder is what's next. Jesus because if you, if you look at the rest of the division, obviously he's not going to get the Tony Ferguson fight. Obviously he's not going to get a Conor McGregor fight. Khabib and Gaethje are fighting each other. Poirier's just beaten. And then like Charles Oliveira is almost coming off a win. Mac Chet coming off. I think Islam Makachev is then going to be matched up with Charles Oliveira. So maybe it's a, a rematch against Felder or maybe an ally Quinta fight could be a good fight for him. That would be an absolute scrap anyway. Yeah. How many, how many of them fights can you really go through with those absolute wars? Like, I know, it's insane. Um, Dan Hooker's face looked like he got run over by a bus after fight. Also, he had to go back to New Zealand and do 14 quarantine, 14 day quarantine away from his family. How shy is that for him? Oh my god! So you came back, you lost, and then you don't get to see your friends and family for 14 days. Well, you went to like the very next day. Well, I think the day or the day. Oh, nice. But like, well, in fairness, there's not much hanging around Vegas. You know what I mean? And if you know you have to do a quarantine. Uh, for two weeks when you get home like you might as well go home the next day otherwise it's like three weeks to see your friends and family the stuff these fighters do is, is unreal it's actually unreal and um, uh, we can't we can't uh, really move off the card without discussing the co-main event uh, your mate Platinum Mike Perry showing up 
with his girlfriend in his corner fighting Mickey Gall. Uh, Mike Perry was very dominant in this fight. Even the grappling exchanges, he was dominant. Uh, I was very, very impressed with him. But uh, it did look, sort of look like a man versus a boy. I think Mickey Gall's only got about seven fights in his MMA career. And he looks like he's not cutting it in the UFC anymore. He's almost got a better name recognition than anything else. In fairness, if you look at the people he fought, he fought CM Punk. Then, well, actually, I think he fought Mike Jackson, who's a journalist first. Yeah. He fought CM Punk and he fought Sage Norco. So, like, it was almost like he was, he was like the celebrity killer. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he, I don't think he can really cut it with the big boys. Also, if you look at him, like, physique wise, he almost looks sort of skinny fat compared yeah, he, to. He is very slender, yeah. Mike Perry's more, like, bulky. But, uh, Yes. Josh Thompson, I was listening to him and John McCarthy do the podcast for the week. Uh, shout out to Josh, a uh, good friend of mine and the show. Uh, he came up with this brilliant idea. To make money, what you do is you charge a super fan who has a lot of money and say, look, you can have 10, you pay me 10, 15 grand and you can be in my corner for the next fight. What do you think of that? Whoa. But if you're going to show up with no cornerman, you know what I mean? You get 15 grand for someone who could corn it. Yeah, but no offense, right? They, who, who's going to really pay 10 grand? No offense to like Maurice Green, who won over the weekend, you know? Or, uh... Well, I'm not saying Maurice Green, Maurice Green, but like Mike Perry could fight Nate Diaz or he could fight Darren Till next. You know what I mean? And like people might actually pay 10 grand to go corner. Like that could be someone's dream. Yeah. I feel like you, get a, you could probably get a GoFundMe together. You know, send, send, you know, little Timmy to corner Mike Perry in the UFC. Oh, okay, right. I was, you know thinking, I mean? I was thinking more along the lines of some, like, 40-year-old man at home being like, I want to be in Mickey Gall's corner because he beat CM Punk. And I prefer John. But you could, you, could, you could have something like that as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. But money is money, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, Mike Perry, what a man. The first person to ever win a fight with no real corner person or his girlfriend only has a corner person in the UFC. I actually think that makes the sport look slightly bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, we, going into this, we both thought that he'd win as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, I think it was just because I thought he was a man and Mickey Gall was a boy that he'd get the job done. Yeah. Uh, also, like, look, look into what's next for Mike Perry. Obviously, a very, very entertaining personality. And, mm. uh, like, obviously, I don't know if he's cracked into the top 15 yet. But he was calling out Nate Diaz. I like that fight. I almost think, uh, you know, if he, he takes that fight and if he wins, he almost fight like Jorge Masvidal, like a BMF job. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. But, like, wouldn't, uh, like Nate Diaz is getting slated online. Like, well, in his last 10 fights, he's lost six of them at least, I think, maybe, if not seven. Um. What's Nate Diaz do here? He's, he's, he's just like... He's a bit I think Nate Diaz just, almost has to hang out for a, a Conor fight or a Jorge Masvidal rematch. Because like, they're the only way he's getting paid a lot of money. Oh, like, what do you think? Well, I'd like to see Nate Diaz versus Mike Perry. Yeah, but that's the thing. I was like, obviously, I'd, obviously, I'd like to see it. Well, I'd sort of like to see McGregor fight Justin Gaethje and uh, Masvidal fight the winner of Usman versus Burns. Preferably Usman. I, I, I'm not like clamoring to see Masvidal versus Burns. And then Diaz you versus You could Mike be after Perry. next weekend. 
Yeah, I, I, I do. I do have this slight feeling that if Burns wins, Leon Edwards will fight next for the belt. That's not a bad shout either. It, and like it, if Edwards beats Burns, but then I'm okay to see Edwards versus uh, Masvidal because they have beef. <laughs> it's just look, looking at with Nate Diaz. He sort of he walks around as if he has a belt. You know, his yeah, name, well, his name does carry a lot of. Um, it does carry a large audience, and I don't know if he he look at Mike Perry and be like, "You're on my level." So, do you actually think Nate Diaz is sitting there being like, "Mike Perry, you're not my level. I won't even entertain this," or do you think Nate Diaz would be like, "You know what? I can get a decent purse off this," but also bear in mind Dana mightn't pay Nate as much money for this sort of fight. Well, I don't think he's going to get as much money for this sort of fight. Just because they're probably not going to headline a pay for you together, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but is Mike Perry a good enough name or sort of like a bad enough MFR to get Nate Diaz off the seat? I think potentially so. Like, okay. he, he can talk enough trash, he can, you know, he could be he's a good dance partner, put it that way. Definitely, 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 yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think the only other shout outs I want to give on uh, this card is uh. Uh, Maurice Green the crochet boss uh, he cries after every fight doing his interview which I think is quite funny because he's like 6 foot 7 and an absolute monster uh, he beat all time dad bod Gian Vellante he looked in dreadful shape yeah what was the story with that boss. yeah I was like bloody hell that fella's got absolute quarantine belly on him did he think of when you moved up the heavyweight you have to try and hit 265 did he yeah uh, he weighed in 255 pounds that's a lot moving up from light heavyweight um, and then also shout out to Juicy J Julian Rosa who returns back to the UFC I think I think it's only for the second time but it feels like for like the fourth time and he got a win by uh, Guillotine mm. so fair play to him yeah also, the Brendan Allen one as well, and I saw that uh, Little Wayne actually tweeted out about him. Oh, I saw that as well. It's funny. It's funny how like a lot of people will be interested in the UFC, like major superstars. But do you think they're really interested, or do you think they just do it to get on that, get that, that the UFC fans to start supporting their stuff? You know, I think it's almost a bit along the lines of. They're interested from people from their own area. That makes sense. Yeah, okay. So, like, they're willing to shout out, you know, Brendan Allen because he's from the same area as him. Yeah. It's a bit of... But he wouldn't be watching of... the countdowns on his on his phone. Like. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure James Gallagher gets some, like, famous shout-outs when, like, he's fighting, if that makes sense. Now, I would say Conor McGregor, but I think he just gets shout-outs from everyone, so that doesn't count. But I think your, your hometown guys are sort of what's up, you know? Yeah. But like after seeing that as well, I think more and more people are going to be more and more following MMA, especially UFC over the next while. Here's a question for you: Would you like to see a sort of once-off celebrity MMA card, like full celebs? Didn't they not do that in England? But yeah, it was like like it didn't didn't really go down. Also, no, but I'm talking about American celebs, not reality TV stars. <laughs> okay. I'm talking about like you try and get like proper actors or like proper musicians. I think that would, would have been a great idea to do here, but like obviously Ireland doesn't have enough celebs because like people in Fair City aren't seen as celebs. But uh, 
if they did also like a win- just like 50 cents always talk about fighting I'm like he could be the main event great idea yeah actually yeah if they did something like a Winter Warrior with slabs sort of but like I don't think people would like the phrase wimp you know I mean 50 cents would, yeah. would be like I'm not a wimp yeah, <laughs> but like, what if you you sort of hitched? I'll, I'll just we'll just say Bellator because I feel like it's a greater chance of Bellator like going with this idea, right? And each person, just say you found eight slabs, right? So four four fights, and each slab got an episode on TV, and they had a a fighter. They were each assigned a fighter. If that makes sense. So like. 50 Cent gets partnered up with Czech Congo and then he fights what's your, man who, what's your man's name is Ben Affleck who's Batman I just picked him because he's Batman and Ben Affleck goes with Ryan Bader and then on that card also or like on the, the night after's card or whatever Bader fights Congo for the heavyweight title that makes sense I get you so it's ultimate it's like a bit like the ultimate fighter yeah exactly yeah. Yeah, it's basically and then like you get a big UK celeb like obviously not Gordon Ramsay and then like he trains the MVP you know what I mean and then you get Gordon Marco Pierre White and he trains <laughs> with uh, Ro- not Roy McDonald um, on pitch and then they fight each other you know what I mean yeah I thought you were going to say Jamie Oliver for a second <laughs> the winner fights Jamie Oliver yeah <laughs> but you know what I mean like you, that's, that's what you do when you like clam them together yeah it's just creating entertainment man you know really yeah and then you get uh, Cardi B and she trains with Dylan Thomas. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan Thomas is still breaking the internet, you know that. And also Ron Garcia, the boxer, people are calling him out. Like Sean O'Malley said he wants to kick him in the head. <laughs> I think Henry's Hulu is going to end up boxing him, you know that? It's just, uh, there's so much crossover between this boxing and MMA stuff. Like, I mean, we all know the boxer is going to win the boxing, the MMA fighter is going to win the MMA. Like Darren Till even said it himself there recently. He's like, I wouldn't mind fighting in there. Uh, Eddie Hearn's back garden and just take a, take a hiding for a bit of cash. Who said that? Uh, Darren Till. Yeah, well, as long as the cash was worth it, you know what I mean? That's him, man. Yeah, speaking of Eddie Hearn and his back garden, um, are you excited to see that? Yeah, for people that haven't seen Eddie Hearn, as now is, is going to be hosting four, five events. Hmm. And one will no, be pay-per-view. No, sorry. Four events. One's, one says here it's in Oklahoma. So four events in his back garden. But it's so funny. He literally took a page out of Dana White's book. Uh, it was so it. funny because in his interview, he was like, this is what we do. And I was like, that's exactly what Dana White says. <laughs> <laughs> he might have um, like, worn the bald wig and was like, we put on fights. It's uh, a fair play to him. He's getting back in action. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, there's, there's sort of one card that we want to look at, though, isn't there? Um, as you're going to say, Kate Taylor is fighting the man that's ran on it. It's a done deal. Um, Barry, how excited are you for this one? Is that 100 agreed? Yeah, I'm just on the website yeah. there, it doesn't say that. <clears throat> uh, oh, they were on Twitter the other day, and the man that's ran on said the contract was signed. I think the delay was on her end. Okay, it's actually Katie Taylor's birthday on Thursday, the second of July. Today's the first. Uh, yep. Yeah, Katie Taylor. Like, it's it's always it's it's almost like a Conor McGregor event anytime Katie Taylor's fighting. Mm-hmm. Well, for me personally, just because like what she's done for her for Ireland, it's just great to see. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's going to be a bit of bad blood here because Katie Taylor beat Cindy Serrano, Amanda Serrano's sister? No, I don't think so at all. 
I don't know. I think I think when she was fighting Cindy Serrano, like she tried to get in her face a bit. So I'll be interested to see here. But at least she's actually fighting someone who I know who they are, which is like one of the few people in, in the world. So that's gonna be good. Yeah, that's gonna be August twenty second. Do you then, think Katie Taylor's on that as the, like the co-main event to get more people to buy the pay per view? That yeah, man, come on. Yeah, yeah, but no, but obviously because like. If it, that one wasn't a pay-per-view, because when that, they were announced, I didn't realise that this fight was a pay-per-view. And I was like, why are they putting those two on the same night? Because oh. I thought it was all like just free on Sky Sports. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but obviously that makes it more of a pay-per-view. And obviously it's been hit, headlined by Dillian White. He's fighting Pavekin. Yeah, what are you expecting for this one, Ross? Because um, Pavekin was... Um, he put in a good performance against Anthony Joshua. Yeah, he did. He looks, he looks uh, sort of solid for the first six or seven rounds, and then Joshua sort of took over. I think he's about 40, Pavekin. But all more interesting, Dylan White's like going nuts online over at uh, Tyson Fury. He's, uh, he, because he's actually the mandatory challenger for Tyson Fury's belt, and he says Tyson Fury's ducking him. I don't think if you're trying to fight anti Joshua, you're actually ducking anyone. But uh, he's also calling him Luke, which is his, uh, his real name. Um, so oh, Dylan White's real name is Luke. Tyson Fury's real name is Luke. Oh, Tyson Fury's real name is Luke. Yeah, he was like Chris and Luke. Oh, I thought how come they were, they were saying he was called Tyson then? Well, like, that's just what people call him. I thought he was actually born uh, from all the stuff I've watched. He was like, I had to name him Tyson after my Tyson. Apparently, he was Chris and Luke anyway. But that's what the, well, I only have Dylan White's words say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know how, uh, how uh, you know certain that is but he keeps on calling him Luke anyway and I was watching it reminded me of uh, sort of when CM Punk was fighting Mickey Gall he was like yeah Phil and I was just like I don't think he gives a shit if you call him Phil really yeah. to be honest Funky <laughs> yeah so uh, oh no but like Dylan White's an interesting character you know what I mean he is so uh I wonder whether he'd be able to talk himself into a into a fight with Fury in twenty twenty one. These are going to be like crazy events as well mm. going on in Eddie Hearn's backyard. Yeah, <laughs> but like he's Eddie Hearn's actually quite funny because he manages Dillian White, I think, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. He did at one stage. I don't know whether he still does, but like he seems like a very difficult and loose cannon to be managed. This it, the, like there is that this all kicks off in his backyard and. Um, August the first, and it's sag. <laughs> this is this is sort of funny. I don't know why. Sam Eggington versus Ted Cheeseman is the headline in the first. So, what do you prefer, eggs or cheese? <laughs> <laughs> I think I prefer eggs. You can, yeah, so do I. You can't write this stuff, man. You really, really cannot. Yeah, but uh, I think that sort of is all the combat sports news then, really, for the week, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was nothing. There was nothing outrageous during the week. Also, Ireland's Eric, Eric, Eric Donovan is going to be fighting on the 14th of August as well. So that's something for look forward to as well. Yeah this, is, yeah, this one, like for people tuning in, like thanks a million because like there's not going to be something every week and not everyone's yeah, going to be tuning in. Week. Yeah, not everyone's going to be tuning in to hear a recap of what happened with Poirier and Hooker. But uh, going over what we expect from uh, Floyd Island and just thinking that like letting you know what we sort of think and what are the possibilities of this that and the other it's a interesting thing just to run to your brain and like let us know what your thoughts are as well absolutely and if you are watching this video go over to platinum mike perry's instagram then tell him that the energy is lad to corner him in his next fight <laughs> just for the crack i'll bring i'll bring the water what will you bring 
the ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I bring the egg and you bring the cheese, man. <laughs> but uh, Ross, good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. We'll yeah. be back again next week. We'll be obviously getting back again. Yeah. Make yeah. sure to like, share, subscribe, and as always, stay energized. <laughs>